Is it bad form to just start a podcast and be like, dude, fuck yeah, OG won the international? Is it is it bad to just like spoil the thing you're talking about right at the top? I, I never decided. Uh, I, I think it's fine. I think at this point, maybe if we had done this podcast like immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> we, can pretend, we can pretend like we did, right? Like yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. anyone looking at the timestamp on this could just pretend like it's, it is. Yeah. Right? Because like... OG it, just won. OG I, just I, won. I teleported straight from doing the finals <laughs> panel and closing out the show straight to California. You got here really quickly. This it wasn't that bad of a flight. I really... Yeah. People said we weren't even going to do a second one. So I feel like they'd be happy that we're here, <laughs> right? Regardless I mean, I, of the... <laughs> that's my reputation coming in, to be fair. <laughs> to I mean, be fair. If, uh, if, if we break past three, it'll be some kind of new world order. Then, then you can say... Will. You can like rid yourself of, of, that, of that reputation. At least two of my podcasts have gone to two episodes. I don't think they've ever gone to a third. Man, so. I'm, I'm going to have to like wrangle you. I'm going <laughs> to bring the microphones to you. I'm going to find out where you live. I'm going to be like, Cap, Cap, come on. The good news though, the good news, I found a way to actually like start the podcast. Okay. I paid someone to make a jingle. Hype. It might be. I, di- I didn't even. I didn't even ask you if it's good. Like I, I, uh, I, I promise, I haven't even showed it to you. Yet. Who uh, who who made it? Because somebody contacted me, so I'm sure it's the same person. Was it? Um, he's a NA Dota guy. Uh, Akira. No. <laughs> oh was, really? Uh, I I got the guy who did the uh, the the winter bloom, the first music pack. Oh, you got a real but, professional. Like like uh, his name's Pomodi. Okay. Jeff. He was in some okay. of the video contests. I think he had him on my laptop. Oh, my laptop's muted. That's really uninteresting. We'll play it in the audio. I'll, pl- I'll play it for you. Was that's, it a real? That's really epic for us two goons. I know, right? <laughs> I, I, I asked him, I'm like, can we put fart sounds in there? And he's like, you probably don't want that. Like, I thought you were more serious. And I'm like, have you looked at me? <laughs> like, like, I don't think we're doing serious. Um, the hard-hitting T.I. news. <laughs> I, I asked him if he can make it sound like like the like the sound when the uh, when the ready match button comes up. Oh, okay. So I'm like, oh, it can be like it be like thematic because we're doing like a Dota podcast. So it'll yeah, be like, yeah, boom, yeah. the match is ready. And I realized that it should have just been like clown horns and, and farty noises <laughs> because that would have been more on brand. It was an excellent intro. It was uh, an excellent jingle. Hey now, everybody, welcome to the Cypher Podcast. Your weekly ish. Monthly-ish? Yes. It's, it's been a bit – we had to go – Cap had to go all the way to China. Yeah. I don't think – that we'll, we'll have to like stock up on shows or something when we'll, I start traveling. Yeah, we'll figure it out because right now it's easy. But then eventually you're going to have to like go do work. Yeah. And I'm going to be here and I'll be like, I promise we're, we're live. <laughs> um, but we strive to keep on up uh, to speed on what's going on in and around the world of Dota without the nitty gritty. So like our promise to you is that we're going to be the exact opposite of whatever BSJ and the Haas were doing before the TI game started. <laughs> we want to be literally the polar opposite because most of the time I had no idea what they were saying. And I feel like I'm a Dota person. <laughs> like I should understand. But like sometimes. Yeah. You know, sometimes. uh <laughs> Sometimes, so sometimes Alan gets really into uh, into what he wants to talk about. Maybe I should just keep on trying to bait you to talk poorly about people because, like, <laughs> you actually have like a real relationship with these people, and you should never say bad stuff about yeah, but, them. But, but here's the thing: I could talk as much smack as I wanted to because who's going to listen to this podcast? Probably not. But one day, someone <laughs> might like go back. Like, if, if it like becomes a thing and people like want to listen to the archive, they're like, "How did it start?" And they're like, mm. "Wow, they were just." mean to people why does no one like them that's true people people on the internet really like starting uh grief between people yeah it's that, fun that that so one person listening to this then goes on twitter at 
somebody else. That's Nahaz and be and like, then, man, Leaf Eater talk shit about you. <laughs> and then he'll be like, why do I care about him? And they'll be like, capitalists talk shit about you. And they'll be like, oh, I mean, I guess I have to work with them. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I think Alan's used to me talking shit about him, honestly. <laughs> I think he's used to most people talking shit about him, which is which is fine. I wish that everyone can just let it roll off the back like that. It's it's hard. Um, you know, for, for, being a, uh, for being a professor and usually being in a point of power over people our age – yeah. Because he does put up with it really well, you know? Like if you think about his day-to-day, he probably, you know, goes and he's a respected teacher. His students, you know, are very polite to him because they want good grades and want the teacher to like him. And then he Go comes to, to us hours. and it's just like we're just ripping on him nonstop. We probably know? look like a lot of his students. Yeah. It's just like slightly hipsterish people with like a little bit of facial hair and yeah. like modern haircuts. Like he probably looks in the audience and just sees like a bunch of – Toad up people. He looks and he's like, oh, there's a bunch of capitalists in the audience today. <laughs> All I, with the swept over hair and the Dude, it's cool. I let my I let my beard grow out with post TI. The uh the post TI depression slash lethargy has really gotten to me. Is it a depression? Have you felt like you just like sit at home and get to do nothing? Like do you reward yourself by just being lazy? Yes. I, I really do. I was exhausted at the end of TI. I was so exhausted. How hard does does jet lag hit you? Uh, jet lag hit me harder than it's ever hit me. I think in part because I was so exhausted about TI. I think this was, this was honestly, I think for me anyway, it was the most exhausting tournament that I've worked. I think, and I have no data to back this up, (laughs) but I think you might've been like one of the talent who were on camera or live the most. Yeah. I'm pretty certain. I, I'm, I'm like almost a hundred percent certain that I worked the most outside of like slacks and Casey. Yeah, who were like running around doing yeah. content pieces and actually doing a bunch of crazy stuff. But like yeah. you casted, you were on the draft panel, you were on the real panel. You did VO during the event. So like that's yeah. – that's should uh, you should renegotiate your rate. You should be like, hey, do you see how much work more for a worker than everyone else? Like I know. I know how – you know exactly how many compendiums <laughs> they sold. You know you know the, the kind of people they hire at Valve though? They're uh, they're all like you, you know how the uh, there's that thing about like how Valve makes the most money per employee right yeah. so like all those people have to be like really driven and really smart <laughs> and like I'm just an asshole who talks about video games for a living you know I'm not like a programming genius so they pay me more <laughs> I, I don't I don't really think they have a whole lot of. Uh, respect if i if i went up there and be like if you guys don't pay me more i'll boycott ti i would love (laughs) it be like i mean there's there's other people we can get like we're like great we'll we'll take 10 percent off of your talent fee and pick up somebody else great (laughs) i would love to be a fly on the wall for those meetings where they even like pick people and discuss about that stuff because it it just blows my mind that they they're making like at the end of the day that's it's not like they have a full different production team to make those choices they're just the people who are like you know working on the games working on the websites mm-hmm. and they get in a conference room on a random thursday have some ramen and they're like should capitalists be there i guess <laughs> they like put your name on a whiteboard it's gonna be crazy yeah i do have some information about like how they choose that stuff but um but like one thing that really sticks out to me is that like and this year really reminded me is that as you said like all those valve employees like all the jobs that they're doing at ti that is not their day-to-day job and it's really impressive how well they do their TI job, considering that they go fly home and then, you know, on Thursday, they're worrying about uh, what what yeah, the Underlord's sure. update is yeah. going to be looking like. You know, it's it's it, it's uh, pretty crazy to me. Meanwhile, I, I finished TI. I'm exhausted. And that's all. That's my entire, <laughs> hey, that's my entire focus. Like that, that's all I do. It's it's a. Uh... 
for any other company, that would be like a full-time yearly position, multiple. Yeah. They would just hire people to plan that all year. Yep. So I, I don't know what kind of weird meth they do in that office to like keep them <laughs> – or they just only hire superhumans. That could be. Could be. I was I, I got – I was fortunate enough to like go see the Valve office mm-hmm. um, a couple months back and I felt like everyone around me was just like a better person. <laughs> and it, it was – I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm no one important. I promise. Wow, you make really crazy graphics. You're an insane artist. You are – literally 30 times smarter than I am. Like, I'm sorry that I'm like breathing your air. You probably need extra. That's, that's a little bit. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's intimidating working with Valve almost always because you know how smart and talented those people are. And you also know they like control your fate (laughs) in like a very real way. They control your fate uh, of your career. And then on top of that, like, um, I actually had a really good experience with one of the Valve employees. Um, and turns out that, uh, he uh, he actually did stand up comedy, and I was just like, I was sitting there going, like, wait, so you do your job at Valve, and you're a better entertainer than me. Like, you could be on the panel <laughs> right now, and and probably be better than. Can me you write me that. some jokes, like, please? I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, like, God, that's so unfair. <laughs> and also, they just get to take time off to be in Shanghai too for a couple of weeks. Like, yeah. just man, yes. they. It's uh, – I don't know how anyone can ever feel good about applying there because I'm like, I'm <laughs> – what can I ever offer the company? Yeah. <laughs> Probably nothing. I mean but at least they make a thing that we love. So that's yeah. cool. We can just appreciate you know, the money that they, that they pay us to, to go to events or uh, – All those smart, smart people have a lot of smart ideas about what TI should look like and I think this year was from a production standpoint, uh, possibly the – best ti yet i still hold like ti6 in very high esteem um maybe that's personal bias but i think that was like the best ti panel i think that was uh they had a lot of like really great ideas at that ti and they brought some of those ideas back for this ti and i think like ti6 and ti9 for me were like the best products yet so what what about ti9 was did, did they like change from ti8 that you think um, makes for the better well i think they bringing back the drafting panel was smart um, there's a lot of things that still can be done better. The panels were a little bit disjointed and stuff. Um, there's a better way. There's like, there were too many segments, uh, in a way there was going from a main panel to a drafting panel into a single, single person, person little bit, and then going into the game. Uh, I think there, that's probably a little bit too much and there's probably a better way to be able to utilize some of those roles. But, uh, overall, I think that's. It, it was a good idea. It makes panel more interesting to watch. I think it's like a false sense of action happening when you go from different casts um, rather than having one group of people fill a lot of time. I was a fan of how much they varied the different panels this year because yeah. I feel like in the past we've fallen victim to like you're going to see these three people in the same pod and you might just move the pods around. But yeah. everyone was broken up and you got to see like pairings of almost everyone. Which yeah, is fun for different interactions. I like that about uh, that was what we did for TI six. I like that part for TI six, um, but that was maybe because talent was, uh, I think talent was worse back then. So we needed to be able to have like one group of people working together, so you could build that synergy yeah. and like build up the the dynamic that you wanted on the panel, uh, and that was something that. I don't think was needed for TI9 because we just have better panels. 
nowadays. Yeah. As, a, as like my producer brain thinks like, oh, I'd kind of almost want the same people together all the time just mm-hmm. because I know that like these three people can riff really well together. Yeah. And you never know if you just like sticks a random person how they're going to react and it might be awkward and then it might not be good for them. You know? Yeah. So nowadays we have like better panelists. Uh, for example, like I worked the last panel with Trent and Lacoste um, who are obviously newer like talent to the scene and uh, are like great panelists. And I think in general, Valve has a better idea of like who works well together and where they can like plug in people and still make great products. So they're still able to have that variety. But now we've brought the consistency of like always being able to make good products. I think I think. I didn't watch all of TI for obvious reasons. <laughs> I, I didn't either. I, I watched a good chunk of it. I'd love to see their red line list because there has to be a whiteboard somewhere that has like, we cannot put Cap on the same panel <laughs> with Rich ever because bad things are going to happen. That, that exists in someone's brain. <laughs> no, I, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, what, I'm curious though, like what's what's like the vibe of you? What, what's like your process of even getting to TI? Like, I mean – uh, you get on a plane, you yep. fly to Shanghai. Yeah. Someone probably you, you get a name at the airport that says like Austin with it on a slate. Yeah. You get in the yeah. car to go to a hotel. I mean, let's let's start at the very the very very start, which is you get that. Once upon a time, it was a Skype message. Uh, other times, I think now it's email. Um, it's even been a Discord message before you get the invite. You know, you get the message that hey, we want you to work TI. And sometimes it'll include like, here's what we want you to do. Other times it'll just be like, we, we, <laughs> want, you, it out. we want you to go to TI and then you'll get there. And they're like, we're still kind of figuring out your role. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I think Valve has, uh, I think Valve has this idea that like uh, the people and the, the, the quality of the people is important and where they plug in. Like those, it's very like Valve-like, right? Where you just apparently at Valve, like nobody has a real good direction. There's no, nobody micromanaging you. You just get there and you just Do sort of like, something. yeah, you just figure out what you're going to be doing at Valve and you figure out what projects you're going to be a part of. And I think it's very, they treat talent sort of the same way and that like, hey, we're hiring you because we think you're good. And because we think you're good, you know, you're going to be able to adapt to, to what's needed. And um, and for the most part, I think people are um, quite good at that now. So you get your your ink stamped or your your uh, yeah, your, that's your, like uh, it's a huge relief, right? And you're like, <laughs> like great, okay, I'm I, I'm getting that paycheck, I'm getting I'm getting that what, what everything I need, <laughs> yes. like I'm gonna be there. I did it. Like a quarter of my year's salary is secured. Awesome. Like otherwise, I'd be really unhappy. That's a whole different conversation. A yeah. whole different like stress. Yeah. Uh, like and then from a like achievement standpoint obviously it's like i did it i made t i mean for you you probably have like a prison wall where you just like you know scratch in the year at this point no 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 i i always uh i always hold doubt in my head because i think it's uh important to remember that like the product is much bigger than you and honestly anybody can replace yeah you absolutely like unless you're like toby or Odie pixel or who else is like one of the i mean it used to be like marlini but nowadays yeah, I mean, it was LD for a while. Yeah, it was LD. But I think just like those two are like the, the guys that are like bigger. They're big enough draws and they're popular enough that they do change the show. You can't really just replace them as easily. But I think almost everybody else on the show can be replaced with like a 10 percent, you know, difference in quality. Yeah. And like, you know, that you're not really going to notice 10 percent. So. 
I always, I always angry, have that doubt, red. you know, It'd be like, where's Shiver? <laughs> yeah. People where's make the red red and then the tournament actually starts and nobody cares. Yeah. They're like, oh, the Dota's good. That's actually what we're here for. Yeah. Like okay. people made a big fuss about Purge, but at the end of the day, like, did anybody stop watching TI last year? No, no I didn't. Watch. I didn't work TI8 main event. Did anybody stop watching the listening to the commentary because I wasn't working? I was on I wasn't strike, casting actually, main event. I, yeah, no, no, nobody cared. I locked myself in a bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, if Cap isn't there, I can't watch the show anymore. Like, I don't. I don't it's good games. Ah, whatever. <laughs> so I always have that doubt. But yeah, then then you uh, you fly there just like every other tournament. You fly there. There's somebody with a a, a board usually uh, with your name on it and. Um, and we've actually had the same people every year for TI until this year because it was in Shanghai. But they actually brought the Seattle uh, crew that they use for moving all the buses and stuff like that. That same crew is there. Uh, <laughs> they were there at Vancouver. They weren't there yeah. in Shanghai. But uh, if you've seen that content piece with uh, Joan, they're very sweet, white-haired yeah, old I, lady. I met her. She, she's so sweet. Yeah. It's like every year. That's like one of my highlights. We all get to – like you fly in. You get to the airport. You go through you know customs or whatever and you get out there and you're always going to see Joan and you know some, somebody holding the, the paper for Joan and you get to see her and that's like the highlight. This year that wasn't there but you know it's the same as every other tournament. You, uh, you get driven to the, the hotel and you usually pass out. And, you're like uh, oh, i'm very tired yeah. you get your own room and like a nice shanghai skyscraper yeah 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 we uh talent all get their own rooms um just because there's less talent so you don't really have to to pair people up and then um and then yeah and then ti is sort of started for you you're usually communicating on like your phone through like whatsapp or in in this case it was wechat in china um they're telling you when rehearsals are, who's needed for rehearsals. Uh, maybe you're getting informed on what you're actually doing for the event. You get the. Well, it's the, good that I know now that I'm yeah. actually here. <laughs> you get like the the schedule for the group stage and like who's casting what. So you check out all your games. You're seeing if you got the hype games or not. You know, like oh, eg, og, that's gonna be a hype <laughs> one. Then ends up being a shit show or something. You know, it's like uh, th those things are are kind of like the day-to-day -day for the caster so that helps with your prep too i mean because yeah you're like oh, okay i know what i'm doing now i can actually yeah. prepare for these certain teams i can look up what they're doing instead of just being like oh no i have to cast a white net because i don't know what i'm doing at ti yeah the like they're honestly ti is very similar to like every other tournament um except for there was actually this ti they gave us a computer room to work with which is super sick um we had just had a big room with like 20, 25 computers that all the talent, Russian, Chinese, and English could go in and use. And so we would go in there and uh, we definitely did a lot of prep. We're definitely researching teams and not playing Underlords at all. Yeah, that's what it was. No, it was nobody lot, was playing Underlords. No, one, <laughs> no, no, like 10 stacks of Underlord players line after line. <laughs> that was definitely not happening at TI. We're all being very responsible. Like, guys, I have to go mages. I have a cast in like 20 minutes. We have to finish the <laughs> Underlords game. Yeah, there was uh, – It's honestly, it's, um, it is good to do stuff like that because it's, uh, it's like talent bonding, you know, like to create a good show – you need to be able to work together well and like having those kind of moments. For example, like TI6, we actually took an improv course. Valve actually brought in an improv teacher. That's pretty cool. And did and we did a, like a two hour long class. And that's like that's exactly what you need when you're doing panel. And honestly, I think all of us learned a lot. Yes. You know, and. The, exactly. The yes. <laughs> and I know like I know it was a great class. 
Because they gave out uh, the wristband, you know, the rubber wristband things. Yeah. Ours was, you know, yes and. And Merlini actually had that. He kept it with him and he would put it on his backpack, um, his travel backpack. And so it was with him with every event I went to. And obviously, if you know Ben, Ben's like a super, super smart guy, is like just locked on in everything he does. Everything he does is successful. So when Ben obviously took something from that class. Physically, literally. Yeah, he literally, he physically took something from that class to remind him, you know, like that's how you know it was a, uh, it was a good, it was a good thing to do for the taunt to like grow and be better. Because yeah, I mean, ultimately you are kind of working with your friends too. Yeah. So you get to these events and you're like, hey, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, like we can enjoy each other's company. Yeah. TI is always the best time for that. It's like a, just a big social, uh, a social gathering for all the talent. At some point, it becomes that a little bit that way for the players as well. But honestly, like the stress leading up into TI and then the heartbreak of losing at TI and then like maybe there's a window where TI is still going on and they've gotten over, you know, a little bit over losing TI, but then the stress amps back up because then it becomes about what's happening next year, right? And nobody nobody is able to make any plans or moves until the f final teams have done have gone through TI, right? Because if it has to be so stressful just yeah. because you're like, "Hey, like I it should be fun for them in theory because like mm -hmm. they're playing at this huge event, they're with a bunch of their people who they talk with and play with, you know, Mm -hmm. all year long like it's it's really cool to be there but then they're like oh no i actually have to play well oh no i am playing well i can't talk to anyone like these my yeah. friends are my enemies yeah. oh no i already lost maybe i don't want to be with my team anymore because yeah. <laughs> i don't want to be with them anymore period and like oh i can't talk to these other people um you know some teams even like leave ti early they're like oh we've been eliminated let's just go home oh yeah the the chinese teams are very notorious for uh for always leaving um whenever they're at events uh i remember like the first time that really happened uh like i actually caused a bit of a kerfuffle was uh manila major the big one with pgl and everything a while yeah, back yeah. and um it was secret secret dropped out early the manila major and that was at a time where valve was actually giving us business class and uh for players and talent and secret were like all right we're out of the tournament we want to go home <laughs> like, you, 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 We're like, I'm not going to buy you seven business class seats for tomorrow. I was thinking, <laughs> the same, I'm like, do they pay their own airfare back? Because it has to be so expensive. Just on a whim, be like, I'm going home. I, I honestly have no idea how some of that goes. Yeah, that's I, I, at this point, I'll, honestly, all of them make enough money that I, they can't leave if they want to. You know, but uh, I would love to know what it's like to make enough money to be like, I could buy a plane for the last <laughs> minute and not just look at the Google flights and be like eight hundred dollars. No fucking way. I'll stay here. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in like some of the beautiful countries that we're in. Yeah. Take a vacation. Yeah. Like enjoy. Did you do any of like actually enjoying Shanghai? Did you have any modicum of free time? Um, Not during the event. No, I was I was completely swamped. I was exhausted every single day. Um, But. Uh, I stayed one extra day and that extra day I spent time with Kyle and BSJ and uh, a friend of Kyle's and BSJ and his girlfriend. And we went out to, uh, we actually did an escape room in Shanghai. That's cool. Uh, it was like, it's like the only English uh, escape what, room. I was going to ask an English one because I'm like, yeah. I feel like escape rooms require <laughs> a lot of reading. Yeah. I don't think anyone you said can speak Chinese. Yeah, no, that was um, actually uh, BSJ's girlfriend does speak Chinese as well as uh, Kyle's friend. 
they were both able to to speak, but obviously doing the escape room, uh, you would need everybody to do so. So we actually went to an English, the only English uh, escape room in Shanghai. That was really fun. They had a really cool setup, and then we went and got dinner together, hung out at a at a at a bar at some point. Just very chill. That's nice. most of us are tired. Yeah, it's like oh hey, we can kind of. Your, your event's over. You almost want to take a break, but you're like, I should just go one more day so I can yeah. enjoy the city. TI after parties are always kind of like weird in that way, too, because it's not really relaxing for almost anybody. Usually Talon are business. Pretty, yeah. Talon are pretty exhausted. Um, and then like players, obviously, some of the players are like super happy. <laughs> Usually the winning team is super happy and, and exhausted as well. So maybe they don't even go to the after party. Only some of them do. Uh, and then a lot of the players are there making their moves. Yeah, that's, know, the, that's, that's the time, right? That's it's like, the time. Hey, everyone everyone knows what's happening, so I guess uh, let's let's go into the back room. You want to go outside? You want a cigarette? You want to figure out yep. what to do with teams next year? It, uh, in the key arena, it was the, the Notorious. We went to the same venue every single year. And out the out the back, there. Uh, if you go out the back door, there was the smoking area where they had kind of like fenced off in the smoking area. And every it's single also, time you went out there, it was packed with players and they're all talking a lot about of people smoke group. too <laughs> and a lot of people smoke a lot of dota players a lot of dota players smoke i'm yeah. like we know that's bad right i feel yeah. like i feel like we solved the smoking problem everybody yeah. what's 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 uh i know it's also a cultural thing yeah outside smoking, a lot of chinese and a lot of european players smoke heavily i don't know there's some personal experience but the best way to sneak into the ta after party also by the smoking area yes also by the smoking area it's yes very, the, the defense is short <laughs> it's, it's, yes it is may i say hoppable <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i would i nothing about that no i don't know anyone would ever want to get in there for any reason ever you know <laughs> pull slacks and just break into ti yes be like hey can i have a picture <laughs> no <laughs> the, the one time i went to a ti after party and i'm like i can't be like a dweeb and i don't actually want to like talk to anyone or like be weird but i'm like hey s triple c can we have a picture <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's 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 the one I went for. I'm like, yeah. I he probably does. I don't even know how much English he speaks. I'm like, can I just be weird to you? You'll forget about me. Like, it'll it'll be funny for all my friends. <laughs> but so I I feel like we haven't actually tackled the whole OG one Ti. Oh fuck! Holy we, crap, dude! And and I see you must be a big fan because you are wearing a shirt with the infamous no tail face when uh, he went for the handshake with Fly last year. Yeah, I uh, I, I was excited that no OG OG won. Not because I'm even a huge OG fan. Okay. Like if I had to, if I had to rank my personal team li- listings at Team Liquids at the top, which mm-hmm. is I had a very conflicting day because of that. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I generally uh, I appreciate anyone in esports who has a bombastic personality mm, yes. because there's not a lot of that to go around. So I'll gravitate towards anyone if they want to be a good guy or a bad guy, if they just want to be someone outspoken. And OG yes. has that in spades. Yes. So um, the, the more puppies, no tails – Eternal Envies, uh, who else? Who else is like really yeah, out there? Honestly, it's like Samel did his part in plenty of times with the whole, you know, like Gigi Chida, like all, all those sorts of things. He did plenty. PPD. PPD, of course. Like a- any outspoken personalities like that are just good for Dota. Yeah, good good for entertainment. People yeah. people want, you know, people follow players in Dota yep. more than you do in, in traditional sports and even other esports. Like, yeah, no one cares. No one cares orgs. Yes. in in uh, in Dota, it's just no, nobody does. It's very mild. Like, yeah. I'm gonna like the next Team Liquid team. 
because like I do like the org. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like if EG had completely different players, I'd be like, whatever. For yeah. for any team, I mean, yeah. newbie came into into TI this year, just <laughs> bought a new team. I'm like. Okay, like I don't really have any attachment to you. And we were talking about uh, last podcast, right? Like whether or not um, the Chinese teams would like adopt or the Chinese crowd would adopt newbie. Did the Chinese crowd adopt? Not really. Did the Chinese crowd appreciate anyone? (laughs) (laughs) No, they did. They did. They they just um, what I what I noticed about it was that um, was that the crowd really wanted you wanted like the opposing team. They really wanted you to know. That they supported LGD and not you. Like they, there was specifically like um, there was an LGD versus somebody matchup uh, in like one of the opening series, and I remember it was like there were some boos for the opposing team the first time around, and then the second game it was like dead silent when the opposing team came out. It was super loud for LGD, but it was like almost specifically. Like the Chinese crowd was like, we're going to be as quiet as possible. So, you know, there's nobody we're, supporting no, you. We don't care. Um, but but like um, but when it was when it wasn't, you know, LGD, especially versus somebody else um, when, you know, it was Western on the Western or our or even, you know, like one of the other Chinese teams versus yeah. somebody else. It was it was actually relatively uh, relatively loud. A lot of people got their jimmies in a bunch because they're like, <laughs> oh, the crowd isn't being fair. And I felt weird because I loved it. Yeah. I, I was eating it up. I appreciated the fact that I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is different. Like I don't care if they're being rude per se. They're a home team. It's the same thing with uh, – we were talking about players having a – the bigger the personality, the better it is for Dota. Crowds have personality too. That's why Birmingham is honestly the best uh, crowd for me because they have by far the most per- personality of like any of the esports crowds that I've ever been to. Unique chants if you just act different way to different yeah. teams. Like any of that stuff is fun. Like I got hardcore booed at Birmingham because <laughs> yeah. I made fun of Paul on the final panel for having his UK suit. I was like, that's ugly. <laughs> and like I got booed hardcore. I thought it was hilarious. And you know, and I think many of the people there uh thought it was hilarious too. Like they they want to be able to play that role. Um like Philippines is only second for me now as like uh an esports crowd, and that's because their enthusiasm is higher than anybody else. But they don't there's no like personality to it. It's just crazy. It's just loud enthusiasm. Yeah. I always like when they do the uh CIS region counter strike events. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're just always oh, like yeah. it's either unique chance yeah. or they're crazy loud, deafening loud. Yeah, it's like oh man, this is so cool. I w- I want to go over there just to be part of one of these crowds. Yeah, but you know, we're talking about the main event of TI, but really yes. TI comes up in two different big unique chunks mm-hmm. over the course of of the event. And the first one, the one that starts all the drama, is the group stage at the beginning. We get. 18 teams that are at TI, they split into two different groups of nine and they play each other in like a round robin format. Each team plays every other team in their group. Uh, it's a best of two series. So they play two games instead of three. Um, they get a point for every game they win. And the top four teams in each group advance to the upper bracket, which is much more advantageous seeding for the main event. And the bottom team in each group gets eliminated. So Right from the beginning, with their, like there's some events where like group stages matter for seeding, mm-hmm. but at TI group stages, if, if you're eliminating group stages, you're not only kind of um, 
laughed at or shied away, you're also taking home a much smaller portion of the prize pool. Much, much smaller. It's it's, it's like, crazy smaller. It's yeah. <laughs> I can pull up the numbers. It's very small proportionate to everything else. Isn't it like fifty k to like five hundred k? Yeah, it, that kind of jump. It's it's almost like ten times more when you don't get last <laughs> place in groups. It's, I mean, you're still granted. It's like, oh hey, I made like fifty thousand dollars to get last place at TI. That's still mm. a nice payday. But the difference between not getting eliminated, it's weird because the group stage almost makes uh makes it inversely interesting because the main event you're like. Who's going to win? Yes. But in the group stage at a certain point, it's like, yes. who's going to lose? Yes. The entire excitement happens. And, and it, it's um, – I think there was an interesting factoid about like how no team has gone – started in the lower bracket at TI and won the whole thing. So like being upper bracket re- I think really does matter. But what everybody wants to know is like who's going to bottom out and every single day – there is like, especially this TI, there was an expected team that was really low there in the rankings or potentially even bought their group, you know, after day one, day two or whatever. And, you know, the conversation would always be up, be like, are they going to, are they going to actually going to go away? Out? Yeah. What's going to happen to them? Yeah. It was, uh, you know, and on the first day of groups, we did see some interesting movement um, and teams who you wouldn't expect to be towards the bottom at the bottom. Like Team Liquid started off TI. <laughs> In a very bad way. Yes. Mind you, you know, fast forward, they were in the grand finals. Yes. But in group stage of day one, people are like, wait a second. They have a new player. They have they have Weeha playing for them. Are mm-hmm. they going to be okay? They did well at the last event with him. But, like, why are they losing to teams who we think they should beat? Blitz told me on the very first day when I was talking to him uh, about Liquid showing after, you know, day one. He told me um, – he was not surprised by Liquid's performance. And he said, um, Liquid will only get two kinds of placings at this event. They will either get bottom four or they will get top four. There is no in-between for that team. <laughs> right? That's they're, just, they're, very, they're at either extreme. Yeah. That, that is the way it's going to go. And obviously after day one, it looked like they were going to be a bottom four team. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right, Blitz. Um, yeah. It's – it's uh, you know, there, there were a lot of people saying, like, I think it, it was Kyle who was really hot on the, you know, Vici's a bottom four team. Um, yeah. He was also hot on RNG winning the whole thing. That was his prediction. Oh. Uh, it's, I, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine to say this. The um, uh, We did actually get a, a bit of a, a pregame talk. And one of the things that we were told was um, that, like, Valve. Um, that like we were told that not to worry too much about being wrong about stuff like that's part of the the fun of yeah. like panels and casting and stuff is like you know you don't need to play the the safe bets and worry about like people laughing at your predictions or whatever they're you're, like you're not you're not you know, betting yeah. on the games yeah they're personally like, if, if you feel strongly about something go for it <laughs> Kyle, Kyle immediately puts out RG will win the whole event and I immediately respond I was like wow you really took that talk to heart huh? <laughs> you're all about being wrong right now huh <laughs> it's it's uh it, it does make it more fun though because you know it's sometimes if you're like oh yeah of course uh, RNG is gonna win or of course Vichy's gonna win or whatever then you yeah. know it, you need more variance is more interesting. It helps tell a story of yeah. like, you know, that, that anything is possible, even though sometimes people don't feel that way. And a lot of that was the the classic uh, who's doing well in scrims just leading up to the group stage, you know. So there, there's like so many different performances that happens at TI, right? It's the 
uh, starting scrim days. It's the ending scrim days. It's groups day by day by day. And then obviously the the main event and like the performance and who thinks who's the best varies like very wildly from Is any of that day. data in your mind ever like really accurate? Because I feel like people always talk about like, ah oh man, like a newbie did so, so great in practice before yeah. the event. And then- scrim data is like almost always wrong. OG, like uh, they were dominating scrims and then like towards the end, they were just losing every single game or something like that uh, in their scrims. Uh, RNG obviously was doing really well. Um, scrim data just never actually works out. Yeah, there's no, it, it doesn't there's no work pressure. on other esports, I've heard. Uh, there, there's like a, I've seen other esports where they like are talking about the, the scrim data and, and <laughs> how, how wrong it ends up being, you know. It's like when you're when you're going to the racetrack and you're looking at the horse before the race and you're like, man, he's got really strong legs, and then he just breaks one because <laughs> nothing really matters before the event starts, right? Yeah. Yep. It's just it's just all hearsay. But after the first day, teams that people thought were going to do well did indeed do well. There wasn't like a bunch of huge surprises. You know, Seeker went undefeated, mm-hmm. LGD went five and one, and people are like, I told you, look <laughs> at my compendium, it's gonna be right. I know after one day of TI that that, that I predicted right, Secret's gonna win. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was cool to see, uh, you know, all the heroes that were picked in band on day one, which it, it seems like now for the last two years of TI that we've just been able to really celebrate. Like, look at how cool and balanced our game is, man. Yeah. I, yeah, that has happened almost every single uh, every, every single TI for like the last like three or four. It's yeah. like the, the hero di- diversity is just insane. And uh, we had only, what, three heroes go and picked? The entire tournament? Yeah, I might even be able. I, one's Ursa. Clockwork, Ursa, and Clockwork, Keeper of the Light. I, you have a personal connection with Clockwork. Yes, I yes. play a lot of Ursa, and <laughs> Keeper of the Light is a hero, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we also saw, like, just right out the gate, a lot of stuff that people were surprised by because it's not in standard. There's a lot of, like, four position invoker. Four position that, invoker. That took a lot yeah. of audiences by surprise. There's a lot of memes made about that. They're like, this can't be good, right? Win some and loses some. Yeah. So it, it's fun to see that, you know, right out the gate, uh, teams, even though it is TI, even though it is the biggest stage of the mod, they're not afraid to experiment or start off with silly stuff or, you know, maybe not be their best selves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the wildest one is the the OG story. Yeah, right? man. Day, day two. Day two, they just pull out carry IO and Which OG like themselves say that they did not practice it. That Anna just thought it was good and they played it. And it turned out to be like one of the most dominating just, <laughs> like just, heroes of the entire tournament. Just imagine for a second you're playing in a $30 million plus event <laughs> for this game that you have played most of your human life. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, we've practiced with this team. We have this, this set of strategies. We've refined everything that we want to do. And on a whim, you're like... Fuck that. Let's just do something dumb. And then it works. Uh-huh. Like there's a certain amount of, of boldness that I that I can't even fathom. Just be like, no, guys, why, why are we doing this? We, we didn't talk about this. Why are we, we have a script? We have, guys, there's there's a plan here. I don't I don't I couldn't imagine being in the headspace of OG and being like, yeah, this is fine. They they the first two games I saw that happen, um, they they're playing against. I think it was NIP. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is silly. 
they must be doing this against NIP because they think NIP is like a joke or like the ratings yeah. don't really matter or like they're they're having a good time. This is this is the type of bad manners that I like because I'm yes. like, oh, this is this is this is almost condescending. It's like we can do whatever we want because we're so much better for than you. NIP and, was like really low in the rankings at that time. OG was doing really really well for themselves, and it was like, oh, it looks like they're just clowning on them. They're clowning around. But then when you win <laughs> and then you do it the next game, the exact same thing, almost the exact same thing. They had a yep. different uh, carry here the same game. I think it was like Troll Warlord instead of Medusa or something. Um, it's it's like, oh, no, they actually think this is good. And, oh, wait, it actually is good. And then suddenly on a dime with just one frivolous pick like that, the whole story not the whole story. A large chunk of the TI story comes about OG playing a support hero as a carry. Yeah. That's that's what everyone wanted to talk about. Yeah. That's what all the Reddit posts say. That's what all the analysis are talking about. That's why oh, – are they going to ban it this time or surely they're not going to ban it or someone's going to think how to play around it. Oh, it's still not serious. That's what all the pro players all of a sudden – like uh, you, you'll look at some of their pub matches uh, at TI like after – the first time OG plays it when they and they're home. all playing it because they're like, is this a thing? They're trying to figure out whether or not it's good like really quickly, what's good against it. You know, like they're trying to get that feel for what it – Could you imagine being a, a like a casual Chinese high MMR player <laughs> at that point in time where you're like, why are all these pros coming into my game? But like they're at TI right now. They're playing Gary Wisp. What, yeah. <laughs> what's going on in my pubs? It's what was going on in, in, in all of our pubs I guess. It's it's uh, it, it's fun. I, I couldn't uh, – I'd like to put myself in like Ice Frog's headspace and think, you know, he tried so hard to make that hero not the most overpowered support hero. And then all of a sudden it's the most overpowered carry hero at TI. Yeah. No one else has done that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Ice Frog definitely has the, the hardest job when it comes to balancing. And he does a really good job of it. But no matter what, no matter how good you are, the game is going to get broken at some point in time. And, and this was carry IO alchemist there there was definitely some broken stuff yeah as we as a tournament progressed it seemed like alchemist was the hero that's like we can't let anyone play this yeah it's 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 silly and that ref started to reflect uh you know outside of ti2 everyone's like <laughs> yes. oh we can't let alchemist in any game ever <laughs> <laughs> um regard like you know og dominated day two with the whole we're gonna play a carry wisp a carry io but there was other you know Things, you know, Secret still went undefeated in day two. Mm -hmm. So now we're two days in the event and we're like, hey, my compendium predictions, they're definitely right. I told you guys Secret's going to win. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Liquid go one in three. They're now like almost at the bottom of the group, which gives more credence to Blitz being like, yeah, man, bottom four team. No problem, right? Yep, yep. Um, and the, the flip side of that is now everyone's talking about Na'Vi early on in the group stage because they're just – they're they're almost they're they're in the upper bracket. Yeah. I think they ended day two in second place. Yeah, they. Uh, I think by day three, I think they had already solidified upper bracket like hundred percent. There was nothing that could change, and that was that was just one of those like over performances that you were like, whoa, can't believe that. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh... So, so you see these teams you expect to do well and these teams you don't expect to do well just flop roles, which mm -hmm. is what's cool about TI groups. I mean, it's cool about all groups, but it just feels so much more special at TI. Yeah. Um, you know, walking through more of the days, it's it's a uh, day three was was rough for chaos because they were eliminated and they still had like 
six games to play or three matches to play. Yeah. So, you know, th- that drama that we almost want to have of like who's going to be the tiebreakers, who's going to get eliminated. In group A, it's like, okay, we know who's going to get eliminated. <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. I guess we everyone should just focus on group B, right? Because it's it's just uh, – it, it looked uh, – I don't know if people felt bad for chaos. I don't think they got – a lot of uh, reception or love on the internet. It just seemed like people wanted Matumba Man to do well since yeah, he was kicked it. off Liquid. But aside from that, it seems like no one's really going to remember them. They'll just be lost to time. You know, I'm quite sad that uh, Chaos went out bottom. And that's because uh, Matumba Man had a plan. If he met Liquid at any point in time in the main event, he was going to try and redo that exact scene with No Tail. <laughs> He didn't actually have any real ill will. He just thought it would be funny. It would just be fun. To, to have that, that handshake moment and do that glare. He just thought it would be funny to do with Curl. More people need to have the Matumba Man mindset. Oh, yes. Exactly. Can you imagine just how much more people would be hyped about Dota if, if yeah. there were just more moments like that? Yeah. I'd have two t-shirts. <laughs> I'd have to go make a second one. Um, but yeah, like at the end of day three, like chaos is eliminated. OG was – 13 and one at that point and already secured the top of their group. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what's interesting about OG is that they, people were through a lot of TI eight, people gave them shit being like, they're a fluke team. Then we come yeah. to TI nine at the end of day three, they've already secured first place in their group. And people are like, they're a fluke team. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, why, why do you think this? someone explain this logic to me? To uh to give like a little bit of um backup to the redditors out there who say all of that, I know a lot of pros felt that way about OG's TI win last year. It was it was a combination of like, yes, it was a fluke, and yes, they were genuinely the best team. It, it's like this weird mindset where like OG genuinely did figure out something, and they had something like truly unique and special at the at that TI. But it was simultaneously a fluke. And that like and a lot of pro players seeing OG, especially like tier two, tier three, looked at OG winning that TI and said, like, oh, I can do that too. Then, you know? Like everybody, I feel we like, had a revitalized team. hope or dream of being able to like go back and do it again. I mean, Seb was <laughs> Seb was retired. Seb was playing, you know, they would only see Seb in their pubs, in their European pubs where he was still grinding, yeah. you know, so He'd everybody thought panels. they could do it again. Yeah. And and so then OG shows up again here. And I, I feel like some teams did. Um, I don't think anybody like intentionally underrates um, any team there. Like they, they all know this mindset of like any team like Digital Chaos at TI6, um, you know, like um, – like CDEC, like any of these teams can come out, have a really strong concept and just dominate. But at the same time, I don't like nobody was treating OG the same way they would treat like Secret or Liquid. Do you think part of that could be like a self-defense mechanism, though, for these players who are like, ah, well, I mean, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Or, ah, it's just kind of a fluke or like, ah, like it might make them feel better to, to put OG down for what they did. And then they just like the more people talk about that, the more it just becomes like a common belief, even if you don't really think that. And then it's just like all of a sudden they 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 truly believe that like, oh, maybe OG's a weak team or oh, maybe OG's a fluke. Yeah. And like uh, in both the negative and positive sense and like being able to put them down, but then also in the positive sense of saying like if they can do it, like I can also do it. And like 
at TI, like anything's kind of possible as long as you just have the like the right mindset. I think a lot of pro players, like I've talked to so many people who just like love everything that Seb did once they got to see like um, with the documentaries and stuff like his impact on the team and the things he's saying, like all of them are like, this is exactly like what you Where's our set? Have I at the, uh, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people like treated Seb at that point in time like a role model and like how they should be a good teammate. Um, and you know, continued this year as well because obviously OG uh, had a had a great game plan um, and had that looseness to be able to go and like trust each other and like pick up carry IO and dominate the groups yeah, with just, it. Just do silly things. It's fun <laughs> to see people do silly things. I think yeah. regardless of what the situation is. Yeah. Um, Day four of groups, the last day was interesting for me because I was like doing the math for my fantasy league about tiebreakers. I'm like, I'm going to figure out who's going to play all these tiebreakers. There was like a beautiful mind like board. It looked like my house was like a scene from Dexter with enough red string to be like, I know, <laughs> I know the answer. And then somehow yep. we danced around the thousands of possible tiebreaker scenarios to just have these really clean groups that broke down. Um, group A, the people who made it out were uh, LGD, Secret, Newbie, TNC. Mm-hmm. And uh, Group B was OG, Vici, EG, and VP. VP was pretty cool because they didn't secure their upper bracket spot until their very last game of the group. You don't often see that happen, but it was they like they were up until the very end. Everything they did was very important. Um, and I we talked about digital chaos being eliminated at groups. NIP was the other team that was eliminated from groups. It was kind of like them and RNG at the bottom, but yeah. eventually on day four, it just became clear that like NIP. I don't even know if they were playing poorly. It was just like, yeah. Yeah, they like, uh, I think it's more like everybody had like a very specific style that was working well for them. There were certain things that were really clicking, and it felt like just with NIP and Chaos, they were just. It just wasn't the magic wasn't, you know, it's like, well, I guess uh, I guess this is over now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, there's a break. There's I think there's like a day break between the groups and the main event. Yep. Do you is that like a, is that like a prep day for you? Is that like that a is. get down to the studio, figure out what's going to be happening at the arena and go through rehearsals and stuff? Depends what kind of person you are. But um, for me anyway, that's like a big study day. Um, that's also a rehearsal day at the uh, at the venue for everybody who's working like the very first panel and stuff. Um, so they, they have to go do the, that kind of work. But for me, it's like a really big study a day because there's so many matches. There's, uh, there's four games going on, uh, at once and you're only casting one of them. (laughs) And so you, you like, you always, there's always situations where like you think you casted the epic game and you go out and everybody else is talking about some other epic (laughs) game and you're like, like, damn, I got to go back and catch up on that. (laughs) I thought I had the good game. What are you guys talking about? And, uh, you know, like you go out and like all of a sudden Carrie Io's a thing. You're just like, what? (laughs) What do you you mean? (laughs) This is a joke, right? You want to go get lunch? And they're like, no, hold on. You have to look at this. This is serious. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's the, that's the day to like go back and like, figure out what everybody's playing uh write down whatever notes you have um my uh like i had some some other prep work that i did um that was different from any other year that i focused a lot more on just like catching all the interviews that were happening um the day before the group stage so obviously some of them weren't like actually put out until like the group stage actually started and i didn't have time so i went back and like just went through as many interviews as i could and just uh saved whatever anecdotes about the players i could just to like reference those 
in a cast or in a panel when it was a good time. Um, that was that was like my prep work. That's cool to tie into those content pieces. What what what? Sorry, it, it's cool to tie. It's it's cool yeah. to tie like your cast into those content pieces because it's like it makes it look like you've seen the whole broadcast, even though you're like you know at the desk ready for the game. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, even the the press stuff that happens like that is outside of the actual TI production. You know, it's like those sort of stuff. Like there's only going to be a limited amount of people who hear that sort of stuff, and then you just look a lot more in tune with what's going on in the scene if you can reference the fact that oh zai said this about you know what the group stage means or whatever you know it's like um zai said something about like how the in, the break day is the most important day of ti uh he said that in, in an interview i thought that was like super interesting yeah right? it's like and it's true because once ti starts like everyone just the every day is exhausting for you and you don't have the time or you you don't have the energy to like really change your entire game plan you know you just that, that's why being in the upper bracket is such a big advantage and why the group stage matters so much is that and the upper bracket teams are always one of those teams is going to be the one that wins ti's because you have games. yeah you play less games and you have that that uh potential to like have a mess up and still be okay still be able to recover so it allows you to be able to play more freely you know like yeah. you can play carry io in upper bracket main event because you're not worrying about we're going to get knocked out of the tournament because we played carry IO. Yeah, you can <laughs> you have know? more fun with that. And also you might even get a second break day Yeah, if you do well enough. And True. Then, oh, that's that's all the time to prep. Yep. You were on the floor this year, right? The the panel yes. was? Yes. And that's not always the case for TI. Like sometimes it's like in yeah. the arena or sometimes you're in like a back room. What's yeah. the energy like doing that panel in the middle, like the middle of the arena? It gets so loud. Sometimes that was that was the cool part about being uh, the the floor of the arena is that that was the loudest crowd that I have ever heard. Um, so you'd be sitting there like getting ready for your cast and LGD would come out and just this explosion of <laughs> cheers. And um, so that that part's really cool that uh, it also helps like energy wise with casting um the opposite of that is when like the very first day we go really late and like nobody's there because it's western versus western teams and like yeah. nobody like the, i'm like sitting in the, I'm, I'm like i remember at one point in time i'm like i'm casting ti and i'm casting this epic match but nobody's making any sounds because was, everybody's gone. It, it was like one in the morning or something. Yeah. It, it was really late. Yeah. That happens, I feel like, in most TIs. That that last day of the first day of the main event, like that last best of all, people are like, hey, man, it's like midnight. I got to go like get dinner or something. Yeah. But, but the circumstances of it being two Western teams in China, people cared a little bit less even. So yeah. you just run around the arena and be like, <laughs> hey, guys, no one's here. I just have free raid. Um, the first day of the main event is probably – the second most exciting day for me, mm. just behind like the grand finals, yep. because I love the best of one elimination games. Mm -hmm. I realize that they could be problematic for the players because they're like, we've got all this way. What do you mean we want to play one game? That's not a that's not a representation of our skill. Yep. But there's an excitement that you can't really match when you know that it's just like, hey, there's one game and that's it. We're all going to play one game. Something silly could happen. Something dumb could happen. Mm -hmm. We could uh, pick the wrong hero that we wanted to ban, and we just—that's we just, it. We have one yep. game. <laughs> that's all you got. Um, 
those those games, uh, uh, Mineski versus Navi. Uh, unfortunately, we saw Navi like drop out of TI early after what looked like a promising group stage. Yep. Um, people were excited because Infamous, the South American team, won their best of one, and so mm-hmm. they were like, "Hey, everybody, look, South American Dota, it's 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 real. They deserve the spot, and they do." Yep, they do. I don't. I don't even want to sound like I'm making fun of that. I'm making fun of the people who think they don't because it was cool to see them pass up there. Um, Team Liquid was in a best of one elimination game, mm-hmm. which people probably wouldn't have suspected before the event. And uh, they're like, "Oh hey, we we could we, we remembered how to play Dota." They beat <laughs> Fnatic in one game. They're like, "Hey, yep. they look, we're still here." Um, I mentioned earlier, you know, Alliance literally picked the wrong hero in their game in their best of one elimination yeah. game. Um, I came out of TI wanting to be friends with everyone on Alliance. Oh yeah, that was my takeaway. Well, that was one of my big takeaways from TI is that every piece of content they made, I think, was the most entertaining. I think they seemed like cool, genuine people mm-hmm. who like actually are like someone I would want to have a drink with. I'm like, oh, these Alliance guys seem cool. Like now, I'm an Alliance fan again because I really like the team. I'm really excited they're staying together. I mean, that's what the, I was talking about before, like, our last podcast, right? It's like a lot. Are friends with team, Insania? Like, yeah, Insania. Like, really cool guy, but all those guys, right? And in that moment, right, where they are in their banning phase and they, they're they running out of time and they think they're banning Gyrocopter, um, but the time runs out and instead they pick Gyrocopter, screwing up their, their whole lanes like really messing with their strategy. They had to run off lane faces void, which has not been a thing for like three years as a result. <laughs> like um, this, this literally kills their hopes for TI and they were a good team too. And that moment happens this like half a second screw up that just changes like potentially your entire life. Cause who knows how far Alliance goes from there. And the captain Insania makes this big screw up and the first thing that comes out of boxy's and mickey's mouths is how to fix this and how it's going to be okay and for me that was one of the best moments i've ever seen at a ti having someone screw up your future basically in that kind of mess up which is a really understandable mess up but in those sort of high pressure scenarios you so many people do it but like we talked about the pressure cooker you know yeah like people just break they lose their minds the like instantly being able to go it's okay we can fix this i think is so powerful and it's exactly what people learned from you know like having like seeing like people like seb and like how important it is to be able to support your team and build them up Right. And be able to back them when some of these things happen. And they almost managed to do it anyway. Yeah. Despite this monster screw up, they they did their absolute best just to to fix it. And they almost did it. It would have been such a cool story if they had. But, you know, it turns out they they go out and it seems like there seems like most of that team staying together as well. Yeah. So that moment happened and they still have faith. Dude, the power of that, friendship. Right? Yeah. The power of friendship, man. It's becoming like such a big thing in Dota. It's so weird. I, I feel like, you know, Dota players by and large have have the – people think that they're like, you know, toxic mm-hmm. because of the way that a lot of people present themselves in games or in pubs. And is 
true to a certain sense. There are a lot of, you know, bad actors or mean people. And um, yep. I think that, that, that kind of parlays into the way people act in teams. I could – if that same situation happened to the other teams at the event, I don't know how many other teams would have acted the same way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yelling, uh, upsetness, yep. like not wanting to play the game anymore. Like just being able to know that you have a group of people who care about you on like a human level. And being able to want to fix the problem instead of just being upset, that has to be so special. I mean – So special. Just go back and watch the um, the, the gyrocopter pick happens and they do a post-game or, uh, or sorry, post-draft uh, interview with Loda. And just like go back and watch that interview. Like you, you – uh, like I, I at the time did not know about the the pick changeup. So when they do the interview with Loda, I was like, is he drunk or something? Like what what is happening? <laughs> and and like obviously like that that has just happened, and it obviously messed with him. Like doing the, doing the post interview, he's like he's just like yeah, that was, was he like he like said some like really sarcastic stuff in there. I was just like, what is going on? He really with said that? words at some point. Yeah, like- and, and like I'm sure he's just reeling because this thing just happened, and, it, and it's crazy. And most people would. Um, and so even like coming out from their coach, you could see the difference in like how people can react. Loda reacted one way and, you know, like somebody like Boxy reacted a, a different way and I how important that hero. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. No, I, I can, can play, play that, that hero. hero. Yeah. It's no, fine. don't worry about it. it. I can play it off lane. Like that's, that's so cool. And I think that's such a special trait. Yeah. I, like I said, like things I take away from TI big picture. I like that team. I want to follow oh, that yeah. team. I want to support that team. I think I think that's so cool. And I also just want to support anyone who wants to be nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. It's a shining light in Dota, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, m- moving on to the event, we had uh, OG versus Newbie in the upper bracket. And then OG, uh, in, in the face of everyone else, played more Carry Wisp. <laughs> Yep. The talk was like, well, will they ban it or will they know how to play against it? Or surely they won't do that on the main stage. And mm-hmm. they still did it. And they still did it. A story that just carried its way through the entirety <laughs> of TI. This dumb, I, this dumb hero. I, I, <laughs> yep. it, I, uh, it, it baffles me that they were able to make that work and that it did. Oh. And it had such a big impact. It, it had yeah, such yeah. a big impact. When you think about people who win TI most of the time. They had a certain strategy that people had to waste bans on for certain heroes. Yeah. If you look at like EG winning TI, that was a time people had to ban techies, right? Yep. You had to ban techies against EG. So, you, so you're wasting an entire ban and giving the other team an advantage because they can do something that no other team can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that even changed the whole meta of Dota because after stuff like that, they started there, – there's three bans now before the first pick. Yep. So even with those three bands, it's so powerful that people had to not let OG have that one single hero that I don't think anyone else played. Secret played it once or twice maybe. Yeah. Secret definitely played it at least once. At least uh, once. I know they played it at least once. I think they played it twice. But so now OG just gets to go run roughshod on this, on these, on this upper bracket because people have to ban a hero that people still think might be a joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you know, I mean, they, they they left it out against uh, against uh, who who did they leave it out against? Is it? Uh, oh God, that's what are so the upper games. bracket teams? Yeah, right? and it's just like it gets picked, they win, and it's just like oh well, 
<laughs> I guess we learned that lesson the hard way. Now we have to win two games in a row to survive. Yeah. That game was exciting because uh, or that, that the upper bracket day two was also exciting because a lot of people were really hyped for the EG secret game. Another mm-hmm. another series that we yep. see a lot of at these big marquee events. And um, Secret, basically undefeated in their group, loses their first upper bracket game. Yeah. That, that is uh, – I think uh, a lot of that has to do with the matchup of EG versus Secret. And I think that's something that we don't talk a whole lot about Dota. Um, but there are like teams who just match up better against other teams. And so I think Secret did suffer – in the fact that they had to match up against evil geniuses. Like who knows what secret versus OG would look like, for example, you know, yeah. like that, that, that could have uh, very well, if that did happen, could have changed the entire narrative of TI, but instead they run into evil geniuses and EG proved to, to be the stronger team on that day. So yeah, the team on that day, but then you move to, to day three and then suddenly EG is losing to OG and you're like, yep. so they beat Secret, <laughs> but no one's beating OG. Is EG even a good team now? And suddenly you're questioning, like these teams are are making top four, top eight, and you're still yep. questioning, are they good? Like how come they can beat Secret, but they can't beat OG? Yep. Um, and, and OG dominates that series pretty pretty heavily. It, it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was quick too. Um we saw VP get eliminated early, yeah, which was something that um, was – if you ask anybody, I feel like that's either a huge surprise <laughs> or the most expected thing in the world and there's no middle ground. People are like, oh, yeah, VP is great. Oh, yeah, VP is bad. No one seems to be like, they're OK. Yeah. Everyone wants to be polarized about them. Yes, because uh, Virtus Pro is just one of those teams that they <laughs> they have always dominated DPC season and then they've gone to TI and choked – and then maybe this year would be the year because they weren't the front runners. Yeah. They were just behind secret. So maybe it's better for no, still still choking at TI. Something about that that crew that poor just wasn't working. Well. Yeah. yeah. And and it doesn't matter if you win all year long. If you lose at TI, that will very likely kill your team. And they have lost one too many TIs, I believe. It was cool. They they really have. It was cool to see that um for the second year in a row, we had the same upper bracket finals match. We had LGD yeah. versus OG two years in a row. And, you know, like we talked about before, you know, one of the big stories going into TI all the time is will an organization win twice? Will will a player win twice? And suddenly we're at a point where like, shit, one of these full <laughs> squads of people are going to be in the main event again. Yep. Like this is – this is. Uh, it, did we get a time machine? Like this feels like some deja vu of what's, what's going on? Can it really happen again? Yep. And again – OG makes it up past LGD in the upper bracket. And um, and this time more convincingly than the last time they matched up against LGD in the upper bracket. Were you in the arena for that? Uh, yes. What was – I casted that game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know. <laughs> uh, honestly, all the games are, are blurred for me. Like I'm pretty sure – I was looking at day one. I'm pretty sure the, the game that like everybody left was the Mineski versus Navi. I think that was the last game. Yes, I think that's and, right. And <laughs> I was like, was that the one? Like I'm pretty sure those were the two quote-unquote Western <laughs> teams. Yeah, nobody was there for that one. I remember because Navi actually threw by going high ground uh, yes, that and is trying true. to go for Throne. Or something like that. And that was that they threw the game and ended up losing as a result. And, and then, you know, same thing with OGEG. It's like I just I can never quite remember like what <laughs> what I did cast it. But that upper bracket, I was there for that. And I was there for the VG LGD series as well. Um, that was very loud. Cause two 
top tier Chinese teams, both of them quite heavily favored to win TI, um, matching up against each other. It's just that that was an exciting one. And then, um, but that game was over pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, it was. I was, I, I thought, uh, again, for my fantasy, I'm like, this is going to be a long, drawn out slobber knock of a fight. <laughs> and I went to bed, I set my fantasy, I'm like, these games are going to go long. And then I woke up and I'm like, two 20 minute games, what happened? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, um, that, that OG LGD one, that, uh, I casted that game. And there, there was that infamous moment where, um, they lost the first game against LGD. The crowd was super loud. They booed OG as well. And then they win game two. And Seb does the, he stands up from his chair and he puts his hand behind his ear and he does the, I love I it. I can't hear you. I love it. I can't hear you, crowd. And that was such a, that was such a good moment. I love Seb for doing stuff like that because I'm sure there are some people at the crowd who absolutely hate OG, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who appreciate, you know, they, the, the gall to egg people on even more. Yeah, you know? every every sport, everything needs a good heel. You yep. know, you always got to have a good bad guy. And if Seb is going to play that role for the Chinese crowd, like great, they have someone to root against. They were already rooting against you, but now <laughs> if, if you want to love to hate someone, that's great. Yep. Um, OGD made it to grand finals again. Liquid faced LGD in the lower bracket finals, which was you know suddenly we talk about Liquid, this team who earlier were like, oh man, they might get eliminated in groups, is all the way in the top three. Yeah, they, they do this crazy lower bracket run. So they stormed through TNC, EG, Fnatic, uh, Fnatic, Secret, RNG, Secret, and then end up matching against LGD. Like those, some of those teams are like very clearly bottom eight, but like some of those uh, teams are like quite strong, and they just managed to just nobody nobody's done that before. Yeah, nobody's it, gone through the lower bracket from the start. And made it to the finals like that. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean you, you can't knock beating EG in secret if nothing else. Like no. those are impressive wins. That's yeah. that's a big resume to get there. And then you're like, oh, officially at this point, someone is like – there's going to be like a – are we going to have another our, our TI back-to-back champion? Yeah, somebody's somebody's going to be the two-time. And someone's I thought – going to be that. It was so fitting that they had that interview with Curl. And, um, you know, he said that if anybody's going to win it twice and it's not me, I want it to be no. And it was so perfect. The <laughs> fact that they matched up against each other, the fact that no tail had the talk with Curl after groups and said, see you at, you know, see you at the grand finals. Like there were so many storylines that just worked. That's stuff you would write in like a fairy tale <laughs> on anime. It's yeah. like if I was, if I was trying to script T.I., I'd be like, so these two most famous Dota players are going to meet, have a cigarette and be like, see you in the grand finals, buddy. <laughs> Smash cut anime opening, 36 episodes of filler. And then suddenly, oh, hey, we're here. All of a sudden, Carl has this long flowing purple hair instead. He does a hair flip. Look at that. <laughs> see <you> um, there. <laughs> the, so so we, got, we got our OG liquid finals. Someone yep. was going to win TI twice. Um, yep. No Chinese team in the finals of the Chinese TI. Yeah. Which, uh, for better or for worse, I almost wanted LG to be there just because I want to know what the crowd was going to do. I wanted LGD to be there for very many, many, many reasons. <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of LGD. I really want to see uh, maybe actually like for me, I have this storyline in my head how like maybe is, you know, the gods. Yeah. Like there's always a reference to like the gods and 
maybe is like relatively compared to how old Dota is in China. The he's like relatively new. There was the old gods of like Burning and Fy and those kind of guys. Um, but it, fe- it feels like it maybe is somewhat newer. Uh, and that's because he got into it like really young. Uh, he played he did play in Dota one, but like he just wasn't really that big of a name until midway through Dota 2's history. And so for me, he's like the demigod of China. You know, and like all the old gods have to like retire and stuff like they that. Like and for me, kids. they have like peace. They have kids, yeah, though. yeah, exactly. Like burnings, burnings out and stuff like that. And like for me, it's like maybe to ascend to godhood has to win ti for China and to like bring China back to he to dominance looks like again. The hope. Yeah, and so for me, it was like I wanted that for that reason. I wanted, uh, I just wanted a Chinese team in the finals because I thought there would be super hype as well. And then I also really, really wanted. To go to TI-10 with no team having won the international <laughs> twice. No player having done it. And that would be the storyline for TI-10. Unfortunately, that got ruined. <laughs> it got ruined really quickly. We're like, it got oh, ruined so badly. Basically, out of the 10 people in the grand finals, nine of them have won a TI before. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, well, I guess this is gonna this is going to be it. But yeah. I think... In my brain, once we got to that point, the best case scenario happened for that storyline. Yes. We ended we ended this period of no one winning twice and no team winning twice with a back-to-back champion. And not just like a back-to-back team, a back-to-back five squad of players. Yep. Uh, and it's just incredible the fact that nobody has won it twice and then OG does it back to back. Everybody has talked about how once you win a TI, the combination of losing motivation to be able to do it again, the to have a target on your back where everyone's going to be following you. Like there are so many things that go wrong for you after winning a TI. It was referred to as the TI curse. Like it was the the best example is like when newbie won it. Remember, they like all their players like six months later are like playing MMO like Chinese MMO RPGs and yeah. streaming and like doing play, like playing garbage Dota all Dota. the time. Yeah, and it's like it's the TI curse, and OG just goes and smashes every single expected outcome of what the winners of OG uh, of TI should look like the next year. They went twenty three and five at the event. <laughs> they played this whole game and they lost five games and at least one of them they like i don't want to say intentionally lost but like what their last group stage game they weren't even really playing yes so if they, you, they if did you, the techies game right yeah if you throw that away they went 23 and 4 yeah it's that's insane they 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 proved i mean i would love to know what uh like what seb's life is like now because if he wants to keep playing dota I mean, no one can question him. He's a back-to-back two-time TI champion. Yep. If he wants to be a host, then someone else is out of a job because yep. who's not going to hire him <laughs> over any other talent? Um, if he wants to be a coach, he should be fielding <laughs> the highest cash offers from any team that wants him. <laughs> can you imagine like he, he takes secret – like uh, he goes to coaching and he becomes secrets coach and he just starts telling Puppy like, this is how you're supposed to do things. And Puppy of all people, the biggest OG of OGs in Dota has to be like, yeah, I guess you're right because you've got a better resume than me now. I'd be shocked <laughs> if that ever happened. Having Puppy listen to anyone seems infathomable. Yeah. But he could like – Seb should be getting large offers from anyone. Like, hey, do you want to go back to – do you want to go back to coaching? Like, do you really want to play another TI? Like, everyone's taking a break, right? 
Yeah, who knows what OG is going to look like this year. I mean, how do you possibly keep the motivation to be become the three time? And simultaneously, it's funny the 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 players like behind the scenes, they they feel TI is like less hype now. Because there was that build up. Like everybody understood like the TI curse. Everybody got behind like the the back and forth system. Everybody also got behind the like the fact that no one's won it twice. And then I remember very specifically someone's like they're like all right, so is TI just going to be boring now or what? Is OG just going to go and win five <laughs> TIs in a row? And this was a high-level pro that said this. And he was just like demotivated because he was like, like everything that's built up over a decade of Dota and everyone's expectations and OG just like, yeah, screw all that. Screw all that tradition and history and stuff. We're going to be the team that does it twice and we're going to do it back to back and we're going to spank everybody even harder the second time. You thought it was harder to do it the second time around? No, it's easier for us. It's easier. I guess there's two sides to that coin because, I mean, people might be really demotivated by OG. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, man, I mean, they're just going to win forever. Or some people might be like, they're definitely not going to play again, right? (laughs) I can be the next OG. Or like, at least they have to stop. Yeah. Because – Unless they want to, like, win the qualifiers next year, they have to, like, at least do some DPC events maybe to get some points to, to kind of qualify again. <laughs> yeah. If they even want to, I wouldn't blame them at all if they're just like, okay, we're kind of done. I don't think No-Tail's going to stop playing Dota. I think if OG broke up, Topson can go play on whatever team has the most money to pay him. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Dota streamers who are really hoping that No-Tail keeps streaming <laughs> or keeps uh, keeps playing. Yeah, he's another person, right? That will just gobble up everybody's. Yeah, viewership. You, you think you you own like when it comes to being panel, you think anybody's going to be a better panelist? Uh, or people are going to be more excited to see you than having Seb on. No. Do Do you think uh, people are going to watch Admiral Bulldog when No Tail is going to be streaming instead? You know, like I think like, they might have different audiences. <laughs> Bulldog's audience Maybe. is a little is a little. Uh, what's the lightest way to put it? Interesting. <laughs> Bulldog is an interesting audience. <laughs> I true. feel like he has a different a subset. But anyone else aside from Bulldog yeah. is hurt by No Tail streaming. It's hurt by Arteezy streaming. Yeah. Hell, even Arteezy's probably hurt by No Tail streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all true. And like and. Oh, like there was that interview talking to them like post TI, like how do we do it again? And like uh, no tails, like you can't look at it that way. Like I'm more motivated to be the two time. Like you can't be more motivated to be the three time, right? Like that can't be possible. It's it have already made history. Diminishing returns. Yeah. Like, maybe he's the most motivated to be the three time. There's no <laughs> way he's the fourth time or the fifth time. Like no one, no one does that. It doesn't happen, right? Uh, yeah. Ana's going to not play Dota all year. Then he'll just show up at TI and be like, hey, guys, I got this idea. We're going to play Carrie Witch Doctor. Yeah. It's going to work. Anna's already announced that he's going to be taking a break, I think. Good for him. I'm sure he has more money than he literally knows what to do with. (laughs) Anna's like, what, 20? He's really young, yeah. He's very young. I I, I sincerely hope that he has like a human who – I hope he hired a money manager. I, I hope that guy has someone to <laughs> deal with his finances. And Anna seems like uh, all my interactions with him, he seems like a pretty down to earth, like just quiet, nice guy. So I have uh, high faith that he will be a well-adjusted multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go buy one of the islands off Australia. He's going to be like, I guess this is mine now. This is going to be Dota Island. Let's, hey, Valve, do you want to put servers closer to me? I'll pay for them. Like, he could probably do that at this point, right? You know what's so crazy? Like, for for me, it's uh, 
it's like whenever I think about that, it's so weird of like, you know, I worked uh, I like to think that I worked very hard to get to where I am. And it was like uh, it was a very long road, but I did it. I'm happy. And, you know, there's still more places to go. And as a result, I go to this this event year after year. That's amazing to go to. And for the last two years, I just I just watched this teenage now young adult kid show up, win the whole entire thing back to back. And uh, and and the first time he wins it, he's like, oh, I'm on vacation now. Second time he wins it, oh, I'm on vacation again. <laughs> he's he's 19. <laughs> that guy has made like exponentially more money I've made in my entire life and our entire lives. Nobody in this room is ever going to make as much money as Anna has made. Yeah. And he just. You know, first TI, second TI, he's, no uh, problem. He's 19 years old. His 19? approximate earnings from Liquipedia is $6 million. <laughs> they did update his signature heroes to include uh, Wisp now. It's a, it's Ember Spirit nice. Wisp <laughs> Spectre. But yeah, but I, I hope that he has someone to help him with his money because whole, like I couldn't imagine what to be a knight do with a, as a 19-year-old with $6 million. Yeah. <sighs> and he could just do it next year, right? Just, just check on another, yeah. another couple million dollars. Why not? God, that I need to. We should have some business pitches, and we should just call Anna up and be like, "Hey, dude, do you want to invest?" Yo, we've got a Dota podcast. We talk about you a lot. Well, let me say, do I get some? Do you want to get some money? You want to, you want to sponsor this? You just like, hey guys, all we need is like a hundred thousand dollars, so we can make a I really like good a back. Show. Yeah, we need like some cameras <laughs> and like we need a uh, business class airplanes and uh, man, it's. You know what's cool about all this is that uh, is that I think for the most part, Dota people are like re, uh, they're like special in a way that like Dota is kind of all they needed in the first place. Yeah. So winning all this money, like they can do very positive things with it. You know, like Samael, uh like bought a house for his family and stuff like that. Like I think uh, for the most part, those kind of stories ring true for a lot of the people who win oh, yeah. TI. And so like all that money going to Anna, like I can't even feel like. Like, damn, that's more money than you can, you know, do because it's going to like who I what I think. I don't know him very well, but who I my impressions are is like a pretty good person. And I know he's probably going to do good things with that money. He's going to make his family's so life great and stuff like that. Invest. <laughs> so just drop a hundred thousand on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or us. Like, I mean, I'll wear an I'll I'll drink a Red Bull. Is that important to you? I'll we can come. To, I'll come to Australia. I want to see Australia. Jeez. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for OG. I'm excited TI happened. Um, it is almost we're, we're in a lull after the fact. There's a lot of other things that we could talk about that we should save. You know, like teams are changing players. Yeah. Organizations are breaking up. There's uh, there's patches going on. There's there's a hundred one other things. But really, like, I, I think that I think that might be it. I think. Yeah. I, th- I think we did TI. Yeah. I think we bookended TI. This is. Uh, we will do another podcast. And that episode, we'll talk about everything that happens after TI and all the shuffling that's going to be happening. And uh, I will say that this year is maybe the most interesting um, year when it comes to roster shuffles. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So I'm glad we're not going to talk about it because... How I much do you wanna, know what you won't say right now? Uh, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot because honestly, I don't try and know. Uh, that I, seems... 
healthy and well adjusted. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what am I, what do I gain by knowing? Like, obviously some information comes to me. Obviously I see some stuff at the after parties and stuff like that, but it's like, I, I gain nothing by, by knowing before other people. Uh, if anything, it kind of robs me of like the hype of like when it's first announced. Yeah. Like, Oh, you see this new roster? And like, Oh, I get to see it. you know, the big unveil and stuff like that. Uh, that's really cool. So honestly, I, I probably only know like 25% of, of the roster. So there's a lot of stuff out there that like I don't know and I will be super excited to talk about yeah. for next Because even though it's been a couple weeks after the guy that we're making this, like it's still – we don't know what's happening. There's still yeah. a lot to be unveiled even though there's going to be – the miners are starting soon. Yeah. We haven't really – we haven't gotten any announcements about – majors or minors right we know dates but we don't know like who we don't know or who's where. doing it or where's doing it i don't know if i can yeah. go to one north america this year i don't know if i have to go to oh ti10 stockholm that's 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 probably that's the all. one big yeah. thing we didn't say that is the one thing i need know. to I'm, I'm gonna go to stockholm I think. ti is returning to europe i think i'm gonna go to stockholm it started off in berlin right germany uh yeah gamescom and gamescom and it's gonna return for ti10 return to europe i'm gonna go I think I've decided already that I'm going to go. Nice. I'm going to tell everyone that I'm just going to be busy in August next year and get, go, to, go to Sweden for the first time. Well, I hope I'm going to go. I would assume so. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, man. Last time I worked grand finals panel, it didn't work well for me the next year. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, here, here's hoping. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. Anna, give us money. Uh -huh. Valve, give Cap a spot at TI. Um, uh, if you want me to Please. do a morning show for you, like I – you – no, my email probably. You mm -hmm. can find it. Uh, let's just hire everyone, right? Yeah. Please, please, please. Pretty please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming and hanging out again, Cap. Absolutely, I, it's my I, pleasure. I, I appreciate your time. I think I had a good time. I think people might enjoy this if they, even if they're surprised, they're going to be like, "What's this on my podcast feed?" I I followed it, and uh, I guess we're here again. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like uh, you guys see this very nice setup that we have. Uh, you also don't see the fact that we uh, we have an entire like Dude, podcast we, we uh, outline written down, and that's all done by Leaf Eater here. Oh, don't, uh, don't! All I do is I show up and sit in the chair, and then I derail the podcast <sighs> as much as possible. But the truth is, no one would listen <laughs> if you weren't here. Yes, no one wants that's to the hear. Power no I one have. wants to hear what I have to say. So when you try and We're go day by day, and Nick. I skip over things all over the place, you can do nothing. <laughs> uh, you have to sit there and watch and suffer as I ruin your entire outline. Yeah, we're not even talking about Nick, who's sitting here switching the cameras. He probably pressed the space bar like <laughs> ten thousand times in the last hour. He's Nick. Now I'm talking. Go back to me. Go back to me. He's very tired. No, thank you. Thank you. Damn it. Someone might not even watch the video version of this. That exists if you're listening to the audio version. You can watch us the whole time. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, we, we can thank Blink for like making this possible. Like, Thank you. They're like letting us do this, which is cool to have an cool, outlet. Cool. It's, that's nice. So they got a whole thing you can follow. There's more podcasts. But uh, we'll be back. And until then, uh, thanks for being here with us. Uh, fuck. I think I've, I figured out how to start it by this point, but I don't know how to end it. Is there is there a Dota related ending? You did you did the you wanted the jingle to be the the find match. What's a good? I don't know, like the aged explosion. GG is like too east. That's too. It's, that's not creative enough, right? Like I feel I feel like, like I feel yeah. like we're better than that. It's also very like how do you do, fellow kids? You know, like <laughs> I. I say GG in my in my everyday life, and sometimes I'm embarrassed by it. <laughs> like when something when something bad happens, it's like ah, GG. Yeah, me too. So okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later. 
We'll talk uh, to you later. Let's listen to us later. We'll be back. Hit hit the next follow week button. That helps. Hit or the follow next month. button. Or One next year. <laughs> it's gonna be before next year. Ti ten. <laughs> See ya. So it's the Ti ten pre show. <laughs>